Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Game of Thrones with Jay, Jack, and Nick. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm the things we do for love. And Aww. welcome to the show. Uh, yes, awkward moment of uh, <laughs> the episode was pretty early. Uh, with Bran, who has been pretty emotionless, like Hayden Christensen level uh, emotionless, but he had a good zinger to start the episode. <laughs> the things we do for love. But that's just about Hayden Christensen, uh, though. I would say he's too emotional in some movies, and then other movies you're like, who is this guy? <laughs> it's like Shattered Glass, if you ever watched that movie, he's like basically about to cry in every scene. Like, you know, I was thinking, as I was watching this, I watched it twice. I'm thinking, you know, Brand makes his little snide comment. I'm like, you know, if I was Jamie, I said, look, I don't push you out the window. You're probably dead like all the other Stark boys. So oh. shut up. So shut up. Just shut up. Wow. I mean, I mean, Brand am, did admit. Am, am know, I about, Go ahead. He is. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, he did. Brand did admit, though, that without him pushing out the window, none of this would have occurred. So mm-hmm. it's, it's all meant to be. Because they all died. They all died. Right? Uh, well, no, I mean, Jon uh, Snow. Uh, Jon Snow's not a, not Ned's son. Yeah, well, he's not a biological Stark. son. Well, yeah, yeah, Bran's the only sons. living, yeah, son. And, and Jon Snow died. So. But he's not he's not Bran anymore anyway. He's the three-eyed raven. I mean, Arya's the yeah. only, Arya and Sansa are the only true, I mean, I know it's not male heir, but. Uh, so I'm, I'm just saying that would have been a good comeback for Jamie. <laughs> well, uh, Jack, next time. Yeah, uh, he's on, he's, he's. Just about to be killed. Let's just go ahead and just pour some more gasoline on the fire. See what happens. <laughs> I, I had a Jack pick nitpick on that one too. It's like, okay, you got all the White Walkers coming. Why are we having this hearing for for Jamie? Uh, it's just part of the show. Plus, we didn't know exactly when the White Walkers were coming yet. Oh, the, they knew they were on their way. Tormund uh, hadn't, hadn't come in yet. So, I mean, no, there's no. still time. There's still okay. time for some decorum. I definitely have some nitpicks about that. Sure. It was a, it was a great scene. Don't get me wrong, but I'm thinking the whole time I go, okay, yeah, okay, Jamie, yeah, yeah let's just move on. <laughs> well, I mean, all things considered, yes, you, everyone's doom is coming, um, but there is, uh, you know, and even then, you have to give Daenerys some leeway to be like, okay, this person that killed her father basically ended the Targaryen reign, uh, or at That's- least put it into, you know. That was the one thing I, I fully expected Jamie to actually finally tell, of all places, right then and there. That was the place to do it to tell actually what really happened, you know. 
And he didn't because that's why he killed the Mad King is because you've seen it already, like with Cersei, like how much wildfire was in King's Landing. And that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to completely burn King's Landing. Like that's what he was saying was burn them all, burn them all. Like he just wanted to just level the whole city. And that's why he killed him was to save all the people in King's Landing. So I was like, why wouldn't you just say that? That's why I killed him. Jamie doesn't talk about himself unless he's provoked. (laughs) <laughs> or, or I mean, you know, Daenerys could easily say, oh, it's like, of course you would come with some reason, you know? It wasn't until, uh, you know, now Sir Brianna Tarth um, uh, kind of came to his defense uh, that, you know, the tides kind of turned uh, in the trial of Jamie Lannister. Right. I agree. Come concur. <laughs> well, uh, we had uh, kind of the penultimate... Uh, to the uh, it's Battle of Winterfell is that the official name? Uh, next, the, uh, uh, next, that's probably Sunday, what it is. I don't know if they've announced and, it. And Winterfell's a dump. I, I think I just let them have it. Oh yeah, when <laughs> it is the smallest of all the uh, capitals, you know, it's nothing special. Yeah, you're, you're, just, in, the just of, look, you're in the middle of a barren snowland. It's you know? dingy. It's it's I don't know. <clears throat> but I, I did want to talk briefly about. That you said, you know, the Battle of Winterfell being the next episode title. The episode title of this one was called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh. And it's, it's really uh, a nice little homage to... Why'd they the call novella. it that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why they call it. It's an homage to the novellas, the prequels to... Sort of not prequels, but like the little stories before Game of Thrones that feature Sir Duncan the Tall, which is Brienne's grandfather. Oh, uh-huh. Really? Yeah, I did not know. That. Yeah, and uh, and, and that's also you know because there was just three novellas released so far about uh, Aegon the Fifth, uh, also known as Egg, and uh, Sir Duncan the Tall, who was not Sir Duncan the Tall, just Duncan the Tall then. And uh, when they were condensed into one book, it's called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. So it's kind of a a neat little thing. Shout out to people who have read these little stories, which I highly recommend. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. Well, we have a lot to dig into. Not a lot of action, but a lot of character. Uh, I could say character development or just kind of continuing those stories along. Uh, kind of like their last hurrah before we assume a good deal of these people are not going to make it uh, through the next episode. So it was nice to kind of get to spit in time uh, with everybody that was there. Uh, at Winterfell, and uh, we'll be digging into that during our recap today. Uh, Nick is coming to us from Baker, Nevada, uh, using hotel internet. So, Nick, uh, the Nickernet uh, legacy continues for you. Yes. So far, it's doing pretty well. well yeah, you hopefully. sound good. You sound better than Jack. <laughs> but I'm, if anyone out there in a the map, I'm next to Great Basin National Park in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. Well. And uh, Jack, as always, is coming from uh, his echo chamber uh, with a <laughs> with a very big goldfish behind him. Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and the goldfish is staring at me. Those <laughs> we're talking about it. Well, it just every time I walk by, he thinks he has to eat. Mm-hmm. Well, what else well, has he got to do? Yeah, I don't know. He's speaking he's, of large animals. Uh, we also had a ghost sighting, so he is around. Don't worry, everybody. Uh, we did, and then there, there was already a petition out there saying if Ghost does not show up, <laughs> I was like, "Geez." 
Uh, but before uh, we get into our recap and our Nick picks, and uh, do we have anything for what happens in the book stays in the book? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it depends on how you want to break it down, but there are two book things that we okay. can talk about. So well, yeah. let's save it for that segment. Uh, we also have some listener feedback uh, to get into as well. Some phone calls. Excellent. So, uh, a chock full episode of Game of Thrones with Jay, Jack, and Nick. Before we get into any of that, though, we want to thank the people that make this show possible. Our patrons, especially Tack from Tokyo, Eckhart Richter, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with the Plan, the Drake, and Ed the Creepy Mailman. And thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, without you all, these shows would not be possible. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Jack today. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Jack. We do special bonus episodes uh, for patrons that give $5 or more a month. We're doing special live streams uh, for patrons to give $15 or more a month. Uh, there will more than likely be a live stream of one of uh, our recorded episodes of Game of Thrones with Jay, Jack, and Nick this season. Uh, and <laughs> it's a short season, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's within the next month uh, and uh, should be fun. So check it out. Uh, and again, uh, any contribute uh, or any contribution made to our Patreon page is what funds uh, all of the podcasts on the Jane Jack Network. All right. Uh, without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Uh, we kind of already talked about the opening scene with Jamie uh, kind of uh, coming there without the army that uh, Cersei has promised. Yeah, that that was kind yeah. of a, that was kind of a pisser. Well, this is my thought when I watched it the second time. Uh, why didn't, at that point, just say, all right, we're just going to march towards King's Landing and have the dead follow us? Well, it's a lot of land to cover. And think, about how, uh, think about how too. many people, yeah, it's like how many people even in the north haven't come to Winterfell? So how many more people would the Army of the Dead gain? by letting them march all the way south. That's true. I just, to me, it's Cersei's in the best position here because, you know, say they even beat the dead, you know, how Cersei has all that army down there. I mean, she's in a, a much more advantageous position. And I, I'm kind of with Dana uh, Daenerys being Wait, ticked off here. I get, you gave me an idea. Instead of the whole army going that way, just take a few people in Bran, right? Oh, that's true. <laughs> just take Bran to uh, King's Landing. They veer off. They go, where's Bran? They go, and then Cersei's like, uh-oh. <laughs> or, or, uh, maybe this is how it happens. I mean, this is just wild conge- conjecture. If Jack still gave a crap about crackpot theories, this might have been a good one. Um, but what if uh, Bran, uh, you know, they kill the Night King, and he ends up making John the Night's King, so then he makes a whole army of the dead, but they're like a good army of the dead, and that's how they take out Cersei. <laughs> a little too fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> but I just, I just don't see, you know, without, uh, you know, with uh, Cersei, uh, she's evil, but I think she played the right hand here. I mean, she just gets to let them all die, uh, and then she either has to face the army of the dead like she would have anyway, or there's a much more hobbled. Uh, Daenerys' uh, force that's going to try and take yeah, her but, off the floor. Danny still has two dragons, though. Well, if they make now it she the does. battle. Yeah, now she does. And, but, you know, I mean, Cer- uh, Cersei still has that that uh, huge uh, 
crossbow that she had developed to take down dragons, which we haven't seen used yet, have we? Uh, so, just once in the um, yeah. last season, remember? That's right. That's right. It did. Yeah. Braun was going to shoot it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, uh, they st- Bran stands up for Jamie. He gets to stick around. And um, Daenerys just kind of storms off. And uh, yeah, not much more there. It, she's a bit of a powder. Well, I think even then, you know, Jamie kind of mentions later, like, okay, is she different though? Yeah, I don't think she is. I think uh, she just has one thing on her mind, and that's the Iron, you know, Iron Throne. Yeah. Oh, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she is becoming slightly more and more. Uh, I don't know. Uh, evil. She's, well, she's I don't want to say yeah. evil. I don't want to say that, but maybe mad. How, yeah. A little power bit more. Cor- power corrupts, right? It does, and it's in her blood. I know, but it's in uh, you know uh, Aegon Targaryen's blood, and he uh, seems to be a pretty noble individual, right? Well, also he was raised differently, though. Too, he was raised by yeah an honorable man. Yep. But here's maybe what he could have said to like diffuse the whole telling Danny situation, which closed out the episode. Uh, maybe he could have been like, "Well, I already died, so technically that means like you jumped up and then I came back to life." So like, yeah, so so I relax. Think, I think you're good. Well, look, she's gonna kill Sam. She can kill Sam, Sam, Bron, and uh... just Sam and Bran. Sam and Bran. Sam, Bran, and there's someone else that she had to kill. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jon Snow. <laughs> well, we assume Jon Snow's going to die, right? We think he's like the Moses of the situation. We don't think he's going to make it. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, you think he's going to get killed now? I think he's already dead. Well, and okay. it's, it's, it's one of those things that once the magic leaves or... I mean, who knows? He, he might live. He might not. But I think it's the same. Like the Lord of Light's keeping him alive right now. And once his purpose is fulfilled, what's going to happen? Is anyone more upset with Danny the fact that she was cared more about the iron when she found out the news that she was she was no longer the rightful heir to the Iron Throne, or that she just had sex with her nephew? <laughs> we, Colin and I kind of brought well, the same thing. I, I was like going, uh, you know, there's other things here to talk the about. Scheme of things, the Targaryens, uh, right? And Nick, you can kind of back this up. They they kind of try to prefer to keep it in the family, right? They do. They keep it all in the family. Yep. So, okay. All right. Uh, Which is uh, it's the the saying is that you know whenever the Targaryens have a child that the gods flip a coin to see if it's going to be crazy or not. Uh, Cause they're just so inbred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a few situations where they might marry another distant line of the Targaryens, but it's still in the family. Mm-hmm. In the family. Got to keep that blood pure. Um, yeah. So <laughs> let's run through uh, some of the different uh, conversations uh, in and scenes uh, throughout this episode, it was mainly just set up. But I felt it was it was an enjoyable setup episode uh, I, with a I, lot of I, kind I, of fun moments. I kind of dis- I disagree with the setup. I mean, it I, was it was setting up the big the battle, and I think they did it. I think what they did was a great job. I was stressing out, okay, you know, how, who's going to die, who's not going to die. I think they were just letting the fans say goodbye to whoever was going to die. Yeah. Because so many are going to die, rumor is so many are going to die that, you know, you can't, it's, it's not like the, where the Red Wedding where we didn't, we had no idea that was yeah, coming. Yeah, we had no chance well, unless to you, Unless goodbye. you read yeah. the books. Yeah. Um, but well, I was like, what, what, what? So this one, we know 
some of the major characters are going to die. I think this episode was more of just telling well, it's us. It's not that necessarily that we know. We just assume, right? Yeah. They're going into this battle against the most you know, insane force the Seven Kingdoms has ever seen. So we assume we're probably going to lose some of our favorites. Uh, well, because that's how right? they were, you know, Tyrion was saying the same thing, you know, we're all going to die, you know, we're going to die. They, they were all big. saying we're going to die. What if it's one big gotcha and, like, everybody lives except for, uh, I don't know, who would be the funniest one to die? <laughs> I think I think Sam's a goner. I, I think Sam's really? done. Yeah, I don't no. know why. I think, he, I think Sam's done. I don't think Sam's going to die. Because I think Sam is the one who's writing this story. Yeah, you said yeah. that before. Yeah. It makes total sense because most of the books are written by a maester. And that's what he's studying to be. So this will be a song of ice and fire written by Maester Tarly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, makes makes total sense. Well, there's one other scene. I don't, I don't scene. want him to die. I hope I'm wrong. But it just seemed like they were painting him as he was going to die. Well, there's one other scene in this episode that also kind of smacked of Lord of the Rings. It was... Uh, the song. Uh, what's it starts with a J? Right. Uh, Jordan. Jenny of Jenny of Jenny. Uh, of Stone. Uh, where am I forgetting it? Well, it's um, uh, the Squire uh, saying uh, the song. Uh, what's his name again? I forget his name. Podrick. Pod. Podrick, of course. Um, and it reminded me of Pip's song, and I think it's in Return of the King, right, where he's like singing. And, it like, is. The battles going on. It was very similar to that. I don't know, if, Nick, if you felt the same way. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it didn't hit me just then because you know that one. They're actually looking at their doom, sure. whereas in this one was just them getting drunk around the hall. That's uh, true. That's true. Um, all right, let's kind of let's try to go through these. Maybe not in any particular order because I know Nick, you had to frantically go through your notes. Uh, but um, we had uh, basically uh, Tyrion. Somewhat on the outs, uh, Daenerys, I think maybe rightfully so, is second-guessing her choice's hand. Uh, but uh, he, he ends up uh, keeping it uh, because somebody uh, backed him up that maybe uh, you wouldn't expect to back him up. You mean talking about Majora? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I liked it. I, this was one of the few. I, I liked this episode more than the last episode. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like to see her. See, I, I like mean, that he he makes a case to Danny of why uh, Tyrion is a good choice. You know that he owns his mistakes, and not only does he do that, he learns from them. Uh, and then he even recommends, like, you should talk to someone else. So I mean, yeah. it's almost like there's two hands of the of the queen now. She uh, has multiple advisors, right? Because you also have. Right. Um, I'm blanking on all the names today. The eunuch. Yeah, this was yeah varies. This was actually that was actually one of my issues with the episode is that you've got a lot of characters now in one location that are advisors, and because there's so many, a lot of them kind of took the back, you know, third, fifth, or fourth, you know, fourth or fifth wheel in this yeah. episode because it's, there's like, well, we can't write enough stuff for Varys, <laughs> or we can't write enough stuff for for Davos. It's like uh, Davos, now you're going to be the uh, the Red Cross soup. Aid. <laughs> yeah. You know, but when you when you were, I was uh, remembering what you said last week about the gold, and when they mentioned when Jamie said they have the gold and like that, I wanted them to see if they would pan to berries, and they didn't. All right, just, just to see some that. kind of expression or just something like that. But because remember, the you gold. said 
the the gold company that the, oh like, the gold okay the gold company yes gold company where the, where you think he is he has uh, control of it yeah right? I think he will have some sway over them I mean, I, I, I I think that would be a great thing to happen but the, I, I I looked uh, during that scene that he he was there but they didn't show him like a little so you're saying Jackson they didn't bum. show various there no Nick's I'm not saying that at all I said I was hoping that. they would show that to, so it would kind of support Nick's theory. Mm-hmm. And let me just say too, I know we bash uh, Danny in the beginning. I I would have been upset with Tyrion too. Of course. I mean, she had every right to be upset with him. In that case. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 yeah, but uh, I I really like the scene with Jorah. I thought it was nice. Um, it was cool for him to stand up uh, for Tyrion and. Khaleesi. <laughs> and uh she also he also gave her the good advice of uh, talking to sansa uh even though it didn't end uh well it was a nice scene between the two right it was going good for a while so whose side uh, are you all on in this situation are you with sansa or are you with uh daenerys i'm with sansa how about you nick um this is one of my nick nick picks um okay about I don't like what they're doing with Sansa. I didn't like it last episode. I don't like it with this episode because it seems like the writers are just trying to pit uh, Sansa against Danny, no matter what the situation is. And you can see it in that first scene there where at first they're kind of agreeing like, yes, we can't trust the Kingslayer, you know, Jamie. And as soon as Brienne pops up, then Sansa just switches her mind. Like no big deal. Okay, I switched my mind. But but and that's course, true. That, see, but that's true. Of the story though. But you can see it though in Danny's face though. Like she's like shocked that all of a sudden Sansa just switched. But then a few scenes later, you see Sansa when Danny from Jorah's advice goes to when Danny goes to speak to Jorah uh, to Sansa. She goes, "Is this over John?" And Sansa's kind of like, "Yeah, a little bit." She goes, "Because men can't be trusted because when they're in love, they do stupid things." But at the same time. You just changed your mind in a in a split second when Brienne's making girly eyes at Jamie the whole time. So because she's doing that because she loves Jamie. But but what Brienne said was not was yeah, not it was, not it was true. It's true. It was yeah. true. So what she was saying and and Sansa has complete faith in, in Brienne. Brienne. So yeah. this, to me, it I I won't pick it apart because it's true to the story. I mean, I, I agree. I think I, you so, know, Brian is in love with it. that. Her kind of oscillating, kind of like, yeah, no, yeah, that was a yeah. little well. Because at first, she's you know, you attacked my dad, and then he spoke up and said, you know, we were at war. I would do the same thing again. And that's when Brian spoke up and said, look, and Jamie has been nothing but, you know, he's 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 a man of his of all the things. He is a man of his word. Yeah. But then I'm just making the case against. With Sansa, like how they're doing the character kind of strangely, and that she's very indecisive or paranoid. Because you also, in that same scene with Danny and her alone, in the previous episode, Sansa had said, Yeah, I thought you were the smartest person in the world. And you now you're just an idiot, you know. And and but then she defends Tyrion to Danny, you know. So it's just kind of like, Well, do you think Tyrion's smart or do you think he's an idiot? Well, I I, I think that's a wake up call to Tyrion, though. Yeah, I think that's out of it. because I yeah, because I think Sansa was right to tell Tyrion that, but I think she also cares about Tyrion. So I think it's fine to be able to like to play both. Uh, it's not as jarring to me, but I, 
it's uh, Nick. You are entitled to your picks, and that's why they call picks. <laughs> I disagree yeah. with Nick. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they seem to get chummy, chummy, but then the hand is removed uh, from Sansa's uh, when she says, "Yeah, but what about after?" Okay, we finally got free, and uh, we're the you know our own uh, kingdom up here. You can't what, have what six. Could... Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Like, okay, why can't you just say, okay, you guys just we're, we'll have an alliance, but you get to be independent in the North, right? Or is that just not, and Nick, you know more about the history here. Is that just not feasible for the Seven Kingdoms, or is just Danny being stubborn? Well, the, the thing is, the North was, it's, it's basically the same size as all the other six kingdoms combined. It's its mm-hmm. own thing, and it's, and it's they don't share the same religion. They don't share the same customs. There are their own things. Same as like Dorne. Like Dorne they, is its they own don't thing. Like, they don't like anybody outside of their territory. Right. Uh, and like I said, they just they just have been independent now for the last, what, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've never really, even even when the Targaryens were in control, the North kind of was left to its own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's just too far for the Targaryens to go up there and patrol. So that's what I mean. It's like we don't really. The only thing that kept the kingdoms together was dragons, yeah. And so that's why they splintered off so easily after uh, the Targaryens fell. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm, I kind of agree. I, I think that the the North should remain independent. They've earned it. So you agree with Sansa? I, yeah, I agree with Sansa and that they should be independent. But I disagree that why did she have to bring it up right then? It's like there's plenty of other <laughs> stuff to, to do. They're all they're all agree with you. I think the I th- that should have been brought up afterward. They don't even know if they're going to survive. Yeah, exactly. But, I think you could, but, you could play politics a little bit better, scotch yeah. better. But I think it, I think it's setting up to show that Danny is ruthless, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we well we've seen it, but I think that so, I think I think that's what they were going for. Is that a satisfying end for that character, though? If she's just going to turn mad, like you know, her father is that. Is that a little, we call that lazy writing, or is that something that you could think honestly would happen in the I don't, book? I don't know if she's going mad. She's 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 power hungry, but that doesn't make her crazy. It just makes her. I mean, she wants something. She wants she's that's all she's been talking about since what season, end of season one, right, or beginning of season two. Well, Nick, two, you have yeah. the perspective of the book here. Like, is this a turn that we're seeing in the books as well, or is this just something well, we're well, seeing the, in the show? Well, the books, though, uh, are at. She's still in es- Essos in the books, and mm-hmm. it's basically ended when John got stabbed at the wall. So mm-hmm. the show is way ahead. Yeah. Okay. And they just the writers of the show just know how it's supposed to end. So everything from last season and this season is just kind of whatever they want it to be. I mean they they're following some very broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Well, do we? But do you think Danny's kind of uh, the more aggressive she's getting? Do you think it's in line with somebody that's trying to kind of show that she's strong and can't be, you know, she is the queen and you need to accept her as the queen, uh, or is it something edging on the the Targaryen madness? I think it's a bit of both. Um, you know, the the. Aegon the Conqueror, the first Targaryen king, you know, he took the Seven Kingdoms because he could, because he had dragons, and it was like, I want it, I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the Targaryen philosophy, is that I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care if it's right or wrong. I'm doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so if someone to counter them really goes against their natural instincts. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Uh, Jack, are you doing laundry or something? Yeah, what the hell are you doing over there? I don't know. It was a pong from somewhere. But, uh, a what? <laughs> I have nothing open, but it sounds like a Facebook notification, but I don't have it open. Well, no, it sounds like you're moving around. and. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just sitting here. I'm shift- I am shifted in my chair. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, Jack records in his bathroom, and that's why it sounds like that. All right. Sometimes I got to – when you record in your bathroom, sometimes you got to stand up. <laughs> One talking point, though. So if John does become king, though, mm-hmm. of the Seven Kingdoms, does the, does the North still want its independence? That's the, the, the better question. Uh, to me, that's the solution. Even if I was standing, I'd be like, well – you know what if I marry your brother? Like, will that? And then we kind of unite our houses or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Is that some type of agreeable solution? That's to me what I would think. Uh, but you know, they gotta they gotta live first. Yeah. Or survive, I it, should say. I think that's just part of the twist that's going on right now. We don't we don't know who's going to survive, and what's going to happen. It may may turn out Sansa is is the is the complete the the ruler of the seven kingdoms who knows yeah. i don't know the game of thrones who's going to sit on the throne exactly uh, but we well, <laughs> there's no point in doing it now till after uh, we see uh, what happens after this episode um all right uh, so going on from here, uh, other other big things in this episode, uh, you know, uh, Tormen uh, comes back. Um, <laughs> that was a funny and, scene. And, and great uh, comic relief uh, throughout the episode, uh, but says that uh, the, the army's coming uh, by the morning. Um, and uh, also Jamie has a scene with uh, Bran uh, that's not much there aside from why Bran didn't out him. Um, I don't think there's anything much more to say about that, though, right? No. Um, it's another one of those things where I, I feel the writers are in a bit of a, a weird crossroad with Bran mm-hmm. because I don't know if it's the actor or just them, the way they're writing. Because he, he, I think with a lot of people, he's he's kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, it's either uh, they're trying to make him worldly and to like he knows all, and it's same as later when they have the big war council, council and he talks about you know how to defeat the Night's King. It, it, but he, he just feels disconnected and it kind of bothers me. Like, is it hard, I, I, to f- is, is it hard to feel worldly or somewhat ancient when you have peach fuzz under you? <laughs> <laughs> is that the problem? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's because he doesn't want to be the three. Maybe he doesn't want to be who he is. Well, I think it's just because he's like, I, I said, I think I said this last season when we talked about it, is that once you've seen the past and you've known Everything for the last what seven thousand years or whatever you kind of your emotions. I guess it'd be a bit of a downer. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes for great TV. Uh, <laughs> can we talk about uh, Arya and Gendry uh, throughout this episode? We kind of were saying there was a little bit of tension uh, last week that we picked up on, and uh, this week uh, that tension kind of came to a head uh so to speak very uh, uncomfortable tension yeah <laughs> well uh, okay so there's a lot of uproar online about this there was scene there was because i mean think if you think about it this show started in 2011 she's i think i'm not sure what year she's born probably like 93 so she was just a kid 
Or now yep. she's probably younger than that. She was it's 11, I think, for the first season. She's 18 this season, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she's supposed to be legal, but still, it's just like, like you don't want to see. It's like, I feel wrong. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, it's like, oh, no, don't go there. Yeah. Go there. But I, I guess tra- if she can fight, I, I don't know. It just. Well, to me, I, I look at it this way. She is an adult. It's kind of like, but it is kind of like having your own children or, you know, somebody that you like took care of as a kid or whatever. Eventually, I mean, they're going to be adults and they're allowed to make adult decisions. Um, it, it can, it's kind of weird because you, you know them as a kid, uh, but now they're an adult. So it's just one of those things, you know, she, I don't blame her uh, for wanting to uh, no, no, experience but... this before she may die tomorrow. So it, it so I get it. I get why there's uproar, but also kudos to her for you know uh, finding her. Uh, if she wanted to have sex before she could possibly die, she got it. So good for her. Yeah. But I, mean, it, I know but a lot it, of people were really wanting this. Fans, you know, like oh, there's you know, Gendry and and, and uh, Arya should hook up, and you know, there'd be a happy there, what's couple. What's the ship I, name? I think it's like, isn't it um, uh, who, Gendria name? or something like that? There is a ship name for the two of them. Oh right, yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, but uh, but you know, I think it works. I think it it, it made sense. Uh, it, I think she was kind of badass about it, which was cool. Um, but uh, but I also see where people are like, oh, it's our little Arya, but it's like, well, she's grown up. She can murder people. It, it, it's, <laughs> it, but you accepted her as a murderer. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, what does that say about our society that we accept her as a murderer but oh she wants to have sex. but it was for no. it was for revenge when she was killing people sure sure um okay there was a lot also a lot of speculation about okay well she gave Gendry these this thing to make but it didn't like there was any dimensions or anything on the parchment that she gave uh so yep. what do we think about her weapon uh, that Gendry uh, gave her which is you know a fairly large kind of staff yeah, I still, with two yeah, I still don't- yeah, I still don't know what it is. It just looks like a spear, but it's not a spear. Yeah, it's like a double-sided, it... well, <clears throat> double-sided. Careful, staff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because like, and from the drawing, which you're right, didn't have any scale on it. You wonder because it looked like in the drawing that it was detachable, and this from yes. what we saw didn't look like it had anything that was detachable. So I was like, what is, was there supposed to be like her Valyrian steel blade on one side and a dragon glass on the other that could be pulled apart, you know, to be like, uh, like, uh, Darth Maul's lightsaber or something. She did. She's, desi- she did, she's designed it for a reason. Yeah. We'll have to there see. has to be a reason behind it. Well, I mean, again, I, to, to Nick's point, I, I, to me, I really thought it would detach. So then you could do kind of this, Bow staff, you know, twirl it around, like cut a whole bunch of people up at once, kind of deal. And then you would, and then like say you want to get more close, co- close quarters combat because eventually it would come to that. You could separate it and then kind of have you know a dual wielding weapon of some sort. Um, so I mean, well, there's more to see though, right? I mean, we don't, maybe it does still separate, but um, it was a little underwhelming, Gendry. Not your best work. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, uh, speaking of their earlier scene, though, I, I, I thought sometimes I, the Arya now is a bit wooden character. She's just kind of a stereotypical badass, and I want mm-hmm. to have her more more dialogue or more emotion. Well, the Hound, the Hound commented on that. <laughs> yeah, he did, and he addressed it, which is true. Uh, but I, I liked how uh, Gingery was thinking of her in the last time he knew her, in like season four. 
of just being kind of naive and not being able to defend herself. And then she quickly, you know, picks up those uh, darts, you know, and she starts throwing them, hitting them. You know, and then he's like, oh, wow. Like, so she's. Can I have my weapon? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'll get right on it. Because, you know, it's just she's showing him and, and just without saying anything, like, I'm not the person you thought I was. And so I did like that. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, we have uh, uh, Theon Greyjoy uh, comes back and very warmly received by Sansa. I know that was something uh, that we talked about. We assume Sansa uh, would, you know, come to Theon's defense or you know be supportive of him. Yeah. But um, that kind of seemed to be, and even towards the end uh, during Pod's song, uh, they were sharing a meal together. Uh, so, do you see? Sweet, but do you, you see Danny's face though? She goes, "No one ever cries and hugs me." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, think about it. They have a shared torture history together. Of, um, and then um, you know, he did save her from him. Yeah, yeah. from the Boltons. So yep. it makes sense. Ramsey, Ramsey. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought I thought it was sweet, and then I also thought it was nice. Theon, who's gonna, because basically the big plan is to kill the Night's King, which makes sense, and uh, they're gonna use Bran as bait, and uh, Theon is gonna come to Bran's defense, or at least he's gonna be the first people there. So, are we assuming Theon's dead? He's dead, right? All I, dead? I'm assuming Theon's dead. Yeah. Judging on his past performances the last couple seasons, yeah, he's <laughs> he's dead man walking. There's there's only two characters that I think. For sure, gonna die next episode. Uh, Theon is one of them, mm-hmm. and there's one more that we'll we'll talk about when we when brings that person up. Okay. <laughs> I'll go. Well, I can. I can go ahead and talk about it now. Sure. Uh, so during the later the homage of like everyone parting before the battle starts and all that, mm-hmm. everyone in this episode talks about well we're all gonna die. At least we're gonna die with company, or like yes we're die. You know, but there's only one person that talks about the future, and that's always like. You'll talk about the future. You know you're gonna die, and that is uh, Gray Worm. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. no. yes. Like you don't talk about the future, Gray Worm, and then you know he just kisses her and runs and then runs off to his men. You're like, you're so dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, the worm is dead because it adds more drama to his death. Because like, oh, but they were gonna go get a beach house and retire. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna defend you forever. But like, yeah. Like I'm sorry, Grey Worm. You're gonna die. That's that's uh, that's fair. Uh, another person I can assume is not gonna die is the Hound. It was a really fun scene with him and Sansa. I know we talked about it, like, man, we haven't had the Sansa Greyhound scene, real uh, Grey uh, Hound scene yet, uh, and we got it uh, in this episode. I thought it was fun, um, but th- we need the Clegane Bowl still. Wait, we got a Hound uh, Sansa. Scene? He's, oh, I think sorry, uh, Arya. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I go. I watched it twice. I didn't no, see that. Right. <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting my Stark. Actually, uh, yeah. Well, the only the only part of that scene, even though it was very short, uh, the only part of it I really enjoyed was uh, Barrett Dondarrion. You know, sitting out and start to give him the preach. You know, he's like, yeah. you know, he's the Lord of Light's going to wonder why he brought you back 19 times to only die when I chunk you over this wall. You know, <laughs> that was. But yeah, Kaglane Bowl is definitely going to happen. There's too many people that want it. I want it. It's, you know, because it's 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 his full story arc yeah. of getting his revenge for his brother being, you know, so mean and burning his face as a child. It, yeah. it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, other things here. Jorah kind of getting a Valyrian steel blade uh, from... Oh, that's, nice. Yeah. 
Sorry, that's the other person. Way to work at Jora. You I think, think Jora's going to die too? Yeah, because I mean, you have so between him and uh, uh, Lady, um, I'm, uh, I'm blanking his cousin. Uh, Lady, yeah, uh, Liana. Uh, yes, um, they had a great scene. Uh, she's going to live, right? She's, yeah, I mean, she's, she's, a, she's too stubborn to die. Yeah, she's a fan favorite, you know, for the show. She's a minor character in the books, but uh, yeah, I think she'll live for sure. They can't kill a little girl, a little kid. I mean, yeah, how, they've done it already. But, <laughs> talk about this Game of Thrones. Yes. Game of Thrones, yeah. They, but will she have like a badass fight scene? Like, is she going to take down the whole damn army herself? Because that's what it seems like. I, 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 would, I, would, I would run from her. I, she scares me. I know. I think the audience wants that to see her, like see what she can do. That would be pretty cool to see, like this little badass girl just like pull out a sword and just like knock down like five White Walkers or, yeah. or, or undead people. Just like ah, you know, like <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Gilly and little Sam uh, seem to be okay. Uh, be okay. So there they are. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Okay, we gotta we gotta talk about. Uh, the kind of the fireplace scene, the knighting of uh, Brienne of Tarth, uh, but just I I really enjoy the scene. I know it was just kind of just them commiserating, uh, but you had the hilarious uh, Tormund uh, story of why he became <laughs> Giant's well, let, Bane. Let's, yeah, let, let's let's get into the first one of that first. Uh, sure. And that let's see here. Right, well, first it's it's I'm, just I'm Jamie and just Jamie and Tyrion. Uh, and then Davos came in. Uh, Davos came in to warm up his fingers. Is that what he came in for? Oh, what? Too soon? Yes. Poor guy. <laughs> he's a good, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah. So you had uh, Tyrion kind of saying he wished his dad was here to see. How funny it is. Uh, which you know, James like really. Um, but you know, to see that his two sons kind of dying, die uh, in <laughs> protecting Winterfell. But uh, that was funny. Wait, oh. Go ahead, yeah, but like I was saying, like when you're saying, what, so yeah, they they all arrive in the torment. Those, I, I, everyone I think is you, you have this you, this two conflicting. Like, do you want a Brienne to end up with Jamie, or do you want a lot of people that want Torment to end up with with Brienne as well? Because you know, it's the first thing he asks for is the big woman still here. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but, but when he gets in the room, he's making like rookie mistakes with flirting, and I didn't understand it. It's like, come on, Torment, because it's just you know, it's our last night. We can drink, you know, like I saw, you know, like, you know, we, and he's just basically saying, let's go roll around in the hay. And then, uh, the man can't drink his own beer or whatever he's, he's mead or whatever he's drinking. He's just going down his beer. It's just disgusting. You're like, you think that's really going to work? Uh, just, well, maybe the types of ladies that he's got before, it's that technique has worked on uh, Northern, uh, things, but, uh, it, it might've worked. Yeah. I said it might be his go-to move. But I think Brienne, Maybe. she loves Jamie. It's she's always, she or does. at least for a while, she has. So I think if if she ends up with any, with anybody, she should end up with uh, Jamie. That's just my. Are, are they dying each other's arms? Sure. But I did like the uh, the knighting because of all the characters, it would be Jamie to say screw screw tradition. Let's mm-hmm. just go ahead and and make you a knight because probably all gonna be dead anyway, and mm-hmm. it's something you want, and she's earned it. Yeah, oh, she uh, yeah. And, I mean, uh, arguably, she's thought, the most honorable. The it, there was a. Go ahead. No, I was just saying she's the most honorable, one of the most honorable people, you know, in this show. Um, so uh, uh, deserving of knighthood, you know. Well, that's why we go back to where we were talking about Sansa listening to her. Why wouldn't she listen to her? 
Yep, exactly. In the beginning. Yeah. But you can see it. I thought the first time I watched it that she even had a tear going down her cheek, you know, saying like, you know, I've my dream has finally come true to become a knight. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was in the second viewing. Well, she, her eyes were well in. Like, there she, was she, had, she, had, she had some water in her eyes. Okay. Who didn't? Okay. Who didn't have water in their eyes? Yeah, it was I moving. Just, I, mean, I thought it was very that scene sweet. Got me a little bit too. Yeah, yeah I thought it was a, a beautiful, beautiful scene. Nobody cried when Old Yeller died. Come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was fun them sharing stories. I loved uh, when Brian was told Pa's like, uh, "No, you can't drink. Or maybe half a drink." And then you have Tyrion just like you know overflow <laughs> his cup. <laughs> um, it just gives him a look. Like it just you know these people, and I think even. Uh, maybe Tyrion brought it up, you know, at, at at some point we've all kind of fought against the Starks and here we are trying to defend Winterfell. Right. Um, but it's kind of just cool, all of these seasons and all these characters and crossing paths and, you know, impacting each other's lives. But here they are, you know, at the end of all things, kind of sharing a moment before this great battle. And I just thought it was a really cool, just a, just a fun kind of scene to play out. I agree. Uh, Nick, as the most uh, cynical of us, yeah, you said you liked the Nine part, but just overall, what was your thoughts on just a lot of this kind of shared, or I think even the Hound kind of said, like, what is this, an effing wedding? Um, yeah. But it just definitely had that vibe of people <laughs> the, all getting The Hound it. was Nick. Uh, the yes. Hound was speaking for Nick. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, I dug the vibe, but what, what was your overall <laughs> thoughts of that, Nick? Uh, I mean, I, I liked what they were doing with the the little segments of just kind of showing where everybody's at and things like that. But my issues with the episode were more dialogue and that I felt that the writers didn't know how to write certain lines for like for Tyrion for both the first and the second episode. I felt some of the things he said wouldn't be things Tyrion would say. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, like the worst line in the episode is when Jamie and Tyrion are talking and he says, they remember the last time, you know, a dragon was brought to the north. And I kind of paused because, like, no, they don't. <laughs> I was like, uh, that was hundreds of years ago, you know. And even then, it was under good terms when the Targaryens well, Nick, ruled. The north remembers, okay. Yeah, but it's just kind of weird. And then I felt I felt they really missed a very good opportunity for a great Tyrion line uh, when t- towards the end of that when. Uh, they're just sort of like, well, we should all go to bed. And Tyrion's like, no, no, let's go. Let's keep drinking, you know? And they're like, we're out of wine. And then nothing, nothing is said. I was like, that would have been a perfect spot for Tyrion to say something like, well, let's go out. Let's order out for more wine, you know, or, or something. I, I, to be honest with you, I thought that's what he was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what? It's like, you know, Tyrion would totally have some witty line right there to say, like, yeah, like, well, I'm going to keep drinking or, you know, get us something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he wanted to hear a song. Yeah, which was play us a song. You're the piano man, um, and yeah. then, <laughs> but what? Uh, so the the episode kind of closes out with the reveal to Danny. And we kind of touch on it a little bit, uh, and then you know the the White Walkers, which that was the most White Walkers I think we've ever seen. There was like seventy two White Walkers, not just the Whites, but the White Walkers uh, in in uh, succession uh, or in line. Um, they mean business. They ain't they, messing they around. They do. But no Night's King. No Night's King. He's going to be well, on, he's that, on the... Uh, he's on the dragon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, uh, Nick, thoughts on the, the last scene between Danny and, um, 
and John. Uh, yeah, I guess I, 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 I like the way it was revealed for sure. Uh, because he's looking. I, I knew that when it when it opened up and the scene opened that he's got to be looking at his mother. Yep. Uh, and I, I liked the, just the way he explained it of saying this is Lyanna Stark, and she even admitted that she knew who that was. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a flaw in the logic though of what she's saying because she says everyone has told me that my brother Rhaegar was so nice and I kind of want to go based on who, you know, because the only person you knew was your brother mm-hmm. that knew who this person was when he was even a child then. So how would he know? Because in the books, it's Sir Barristan that tells her how her brother was uh, in a lot of detail. And that's how she knows he was a good man. But, you know, he died and he's still alive in the books. So you're like, well, there's a missed opportunity. Well, so that was just, a, we assume it was told by somebody like yeah but you that's what you wonder you're like well who told you because uh, you were always kind of around yes men or people that were just trying to sell you for who you were uh, mm-hmm. because you were a Targaryen I don't know it's just one of those things I kind of went okay a little bit of a but you can see though that she did buy into the narrative that Robert had always told that he kidnapped her and he raped her and that's it and so she believed that about her brother but I. I and of course, you see her reaction to it, and it made me immediately think of Sam and what Sam said to him. was like, would she give up her crown for you? Because you've given up everything for her, and you can see it right there. She's already like against it of going, well, that makes yeah. you the ruler now, and blah, blah, blah. And so it's, it's I mean, it's well, a hard she tries to descri- She just tries to discredit, you know, uh, Sam and, 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 and Bran. I think it's fair for her to point out, though. I think that is fair. Yeah, yeah but, of course. I, I do like when she's, he's telling the story. And he gets to where he had a he had a son, and Robert would have killed it. And she's starting to put two and two together. And then Ned Stark like, took. Yeah. The, he, she's like going, "Uh, wait a minute, hold on a second. <laughs> so it was starting to click in her head what was going on too. Yeah, her yeah. facial I mean, expression is like the facial acting was great. Yeah. And we talked about Sam last week. His facial expressions, like I thought, hers were really good in this scene. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. true. I mean, her 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 facial expressions were good when she. Uh, it was t- talking to Sam in the last episode because you can see it as soon as he says Tarly, she goes, not Randall Tarly. Like, oh, fuck, I'm screwed. You know? <laughs> Someone else I killed. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> he didn't bend the knee. I'm sorry. Pretty simple. I like, I like barbecue. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> Extra crispy, just like I like it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, we're set up for a big battle next week. I think it's 84 minutes to the episode. They added like 20 minutes to the episode or something like that. So, what uh, it took, it's, people said it took 55 days to film this this scene, this uh, whole episode. And that, uh, that's what I've, I've heard. One of my favorite jokes is because Helm's Deep from uh, the Lord of the Rings books in, in the movie uh, is, you know, long considered kind of one of the most epic. Uh, on-screen battles of all time and they're, they're saying like this is going to make Helm's Deep look uh, whatever but some people are saying like unless you have Gandalf coming in on a white horse <laughs> separating right. things like I don't know how you top it but uh, you know what are what are our thoughts or, or theories on how you know next week is going to go down is this is do we end that episode with either the victory or or defeat of um, the White Walkers and the Night's King or does that continue I think there has to be a de- de- defeat at the end for the the walkers. The white the white the white walkers are defeated. Well, I guess there's only what three more episodes after that. So yeah, is that the conclusion of that, or or and should there the be next more? Next episodes of licking their wounds and trying to figure out who's left and and how to get Cersei. 
Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I would prefer it not to be the end of the White Walkers in one episode because you've had so much build for this one moment and you're going to do it all in one episode. I would almost kind of be a little disappointed in it. But you never know. It just depends on how well the the episode shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you're right. You're right. There's a lot more ground to cover because you still have to convert Cersei. Uh, you still have to decide who's going to rule, what mm-hmm. the future of Westeros is going to be. I mean, there's a lot more stuff to cover. And that's what almost makes me worried because you've seen with the pacing of these two episodes that they might be going a little too fast. Like, I don't want it to be like a lost last couple of seasons where, you know, because they, they narrowed it down to six episodes, where it's like, why did you do it to six? Like, why didn't you just do 10? And then you could have more story mm-hmm. uh, and then really have a good build and more character development. I don't, because like I, some of the things that my issues are a lot of it with it are just kind of how they're rushing to get to this end. Mm-hmm. That that worries me. Yep. No, I, I could totally see that. And that, that to me where, like I could, because there's just not a lot of episodes left, so I could see where that kind of ends uh, this this uh, White Walker battle, um, but it's just like this, and I know it's an extra long episode. It's you know movie length episode, so you know maybe they could get it all in. But I just I feel like there's so much there, and you're right. Like this has been set up since the first episode of the series, um, and it just it would be tough if that's all we got. But I well, but we don't know. We don't know what it is yet. I would think the battle would have to start right away next week. Sure, yeah, I think it will because we're we basically this episode like no more right singing. Yeah, no more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, it is promised to be epic, and I'm sure it'll live up to that in the least. Um, all right, uh, Nick, why don't we do your uh, nitpicks, and then we'll get to some of your feedback and close out with uh, what happens in the book stays in the book. But before we get into any of that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Here we go. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, that was a great advertisement one of the best um nick uh <laughs> what's uh we kind of dug into a couple in the our recap but uh nitpicks what do you got for us yeah i mean like i mean it's it's me anyone out there who's listening to me they know i always have to complain <laughs> about something uh it's me it's me uh like so one of them because we have to, i've already discussed some of them but uh like the scene with Brienne and Jamie when she's watching Pod train and mm-hmm. she's really proud of him. Yep. Uh, I was kind of disappointed in this scene too because Brienne was kind of being prickish and it's like, you know, you can let your guard down. You know, like Jamie's being real with you. But what, what bothered me the most about it was that she was given command of a flank uh, because Brienne has never had any history of 
leading soldiers in combat. She's not a knight, as we've seen. You know, she's just been in the the, uh, the Rainbow Guard, and then she's done these the service for uh, Caitlyn and just watching over Sansa and Arya. So it's like, what's going to be your experience actually leading troops? Mm-hmm. And so this to me was a, a mistake in writing wise to do this. And it makes more sense realistically for Jamie to be in charge of it and she being by his side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I thought that's where this was going to go to where they'll just switch the roles, but that didn't happen. Well, maybe they don't trust him a hundred percent, but yeah, they don't because he is a Lannister, but regardless <sighs> now that he's under her command, it, people will still be under Jamie. So what's the big deal? Uh, that was a, just a little bit of a irk. I kind of like, okay. It well, you know, it took George, took George Washington a few tries to get it right. So that's true. Maybe she can learn on the job too. Wait, would he <laughs> chop down the cherry tree? The no. cherry? <laughs> no, not the cherry tree. <laughs> he didn't um, do. He didn't do so hot in some of his battles. Uh, well, he it wasn't great in the French and Indian War, and he kind of, you know, his start to the Revolutionary War wasn't too great either. But he he ended well. Yeah, so he, you know, he, yeah, finish that's what I'm strong. saying. Finish strong. <laughs> she could finish strong. You know, she, she might make some mistakes. Uh-huh. But, you know, but people of the North may not follow. Who's, 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 who, who's, uh, who's following her? Who, the people from the North? Because they may not follow Lannister. Mm-hmm. So maybe they have to go with Brienne. And I'd follow her. She's, she, she's a tough fighter. Oh yeah, it's a Nick pick. You don't necessarily have to agree with it. He's just he's giving his Nick picks. That's a, it's go with Sam. He's the only one that's he's killed, go with Sam. Let Sam lead. He's killed a White Walker. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Nick. What else do you got for us? Okay, so when Tormund and, and Beric arrive, the whole it's just little things of just logic. It's me being logic. Uh, so, John actually goes, "How long do we have?" And he's like, "Before the sun rises." Now I get it that this was probably just to give some dialogue and to sh- tell the audience, you know, this is the battle's going to be here tomorrow. But in my mind, it's like, wait a minute, did they not prepare? Did they not have scouts? Did the, did Brand not have little crows flying around to give a, you know, to keep up where the army's progressing? It's like you're just leaving it the chance these guys yeah. to show up. You know? Yeah, what, <laughs> what, what happened if they didn't show up? You wouldn't yeah, even exactly. That's and fair. that's where it is. It's like that's a bit silly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's a good nitpick. I'll, I'll like back that. you up on that one, Nick. I'll back you up on that one. Okay. <laughs> if anyone says Nick is nitpicking on that one, I, I will hunt them down. That's a certified fresh Nick pick. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Nick, I will say there's some great memes about you last week. I think this week's uh, is going to be, uh, you know, I'm logic. I think that's going to be for next week. You know, so, you know. have them ideas. Have you guys noticed on Facebook and Twitter that everyone's saying I'm cute? After I said that, and I'm, I'm talking—I don't even know if these people listen to it. I mean, I'm just talking about random. Pe- I go, yeah. huh? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if this has been going on for months, and I didn't pay attention to it. But all of a sudden now, Nick. Oh, all the cute memes. Uh, yeah, oh, so cute, I'm funny. cute. I'm cute. I'm cute. Well, I'm, that's I'm what going, was perfect about Nick's line, and then uh, he just, he's now part of the meme lexicon of. Uh, but I, I maybe like I said, maybe I just never paid attention to it before. But like, wow, wow. <laughs> We don't have that many listeners. If you you don't know what we're talking about uh, on our uh, Facebook, uh, I think it's posted on a lot of uh, Facebook or Patreon on Facebook group, but um, uh, facebook.com slash group slash Jay and Jack group. Um, There's some great memes uh, around Nick's uh, uh, cute uh, comments last week. But anyway, (laughs) Nick, what what other picks do you got? Um, 
during the war council with with Bran when he's talking. Uh, now I get it from a show's point of view, it's just easier to say if we destroy the Night King, then we destroy everything because it gives everybody just one goal and it's a simple solution. Yeah, but I, I don't see it going that way in the book. It's just too simple. It's too fantasy. Yeah. Uh, the also I didn't like that it seemed to be that there's a history, like some kind of feud between the three-eyed Graven and uh, the Night's King, Mm because there's no evidence of that ever. And also that there's been multiple three-eyed Ravens. There's also no support to that either. Uh, As far as we know, uh, the one that Bran got his powers from or learned from was the very first one. Uh, So that just kind of seemed odd to me that they're, they're setting this up as, you know, these two versus each other, which I thought was weird. And, uh, yeah, but I think I, I get it, but I, to your point, it's probably just a simplification of the story to kind of, um, give, make it easier to kind of digest from a TV show perspective. I mean, yeah, I, I did like though, what they said is that his goal is to destroy history, just destroy human existence. Cause mm-hmm. this would go perfectly in line with what the original goal of the children of the forest was. Because the children of the forest, when the when the first men came, and then afterwards, this war started because humans were invading Westeros, which is their land, and destroying all the trees and things like that. So they created the Night's King to wipe out humanity. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a, a rogue computer program. He's just fulfilling his original programming to yep. kill all of human beings. Yep. And that makes total sense. Okay. Classic Crichton backfire. My right. Crichton backfire. All right, what else you got for us, Nick? That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> you, do you need glasses? Like, I, I feel like I hear you squinting. Yeah, I am, <laughs> I am squinting. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting on a bed in a random hotel looking at my little bitty Mac computer screen at two or three pages of notes and Listen, trying everybody. to read. I- Nick's giving you a lot of material to make some memes for this week, so please, for our Photoshop aficionados yes, out there, make some good stuff. <laughs> okay, I think I think I'm good. Um, okay, uh, we can do the the, uh, the email, and then I'll get into the the book segments. All right. Uh, well, let's. We got a couple calls. I want to save one call for the book segment because I think it was directly related to that. So. Uh, I will save one of those calls for what happens in the book stays in the book. But first up, we got a call uh, from Kyle Baker. Here we go. Hey, Jay, Jack, and Nick. This is Kyle Baker from Wilmington, Delaware, calling about last night's Game of Thrones episode. Uh, My HBO Now app, it was Game of Thrones 69. Make your game now. Uh, actually, I uh, believe it was called uh, Knights of the Realm was the actual name. It should have been called The Calm Before the Storm. Uh, really good episode, but not a whole lot of actual action. Uh, it just seemed like there was a lot of just tension and waiting, and, and, and that was kind of what they were trying to get with, with the episode, was just the sense of waiting for something uh, to happen. Um, on that front, uh, it, it really seemed like you know they wanted to have a nice, almost pleasant episode with a lot of characters. Um, I think that they're trying to prepare the viewers that uh, not all the characters are going to survive the coming battle with White Walkers. Um, In my opinion, uh, using something that I believe Nick has said uh, previously, uh, oh, by the way, 
Uh, I will not be listening to the episode for a little while, as I've uh, only started listening to the uh, Game of Thrones podcast uh, since the uh, uh, since the season premiere last week. So I am uh, just listening to the Battle of the Bastards currently. So it'll take a little while, but. Uh, mentioning how uh, a character cannot die until their motivation is uh, complete, and uh, with the scenes and the, and the validation that Brienne has from Jaime, and finally becoming a knight of the realm, her motivations are now over. There's no one left to protect. There's nothing left to have. She has no more motivations. I don't believe that she'll survive the coming battle. Other than that, who knows? Um, I don't think I, I don't believe it's going to be one character. I think there's going to be multiple characters that, that do die. Uh, and uh, my crackpot theory is that eventually Game of Thrones uh, is not going to be Cersei and the Lannisters versus Daenerys, but it will be Jon versus Daenerys. They will end up on opposite sides. Uh, that's my crackpot theory. I'm sticking with it. One last comment is I am not sure if it is the writing or if it is the acting of particular characters. But one of the things that is bugging me is how the characters of Sansa and Daenerys uh, are oscillating back and forth between a good character that you like and enjoy and you want to root for and, frankly, uh, uh, just self-entitled bees. Uh, and I don't know which it is, but, but last week was a bad Sansa episode. This week, Sansa was good Sansa. Last week was a pretty good Daenerys episode, but this week, Daenerys, frankly, was kind of entitled and me, 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 and I, did, I didn't like her. And like I said, I don't know if it's just the uh, – I, I think they're trying to go for, for subtlety and complex characters, and I don't know if it's the writing that's poor or if the, the, the range of the actresses just can't quite nail subtlety and they just keep oscillating back and forth. But that's, that's something that – well, uh, I don't know if you paid Kyle ahead of time to kind of echo similar thoughts. Well, no, I, I thought that was – I was going to tell Nick, you're on the show. You don't have to call in, Nick. I, exactly. I, I love this call. I thought I was like, wow, he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> uh, what did you think about his crackpot theory, though? I thought that was uh, interesting. It didn't cross my mind about Brienne dying, but I actually think it's actually a very good theory uh, that she now that she's a knight, she's gotten her uh, her wish. But she also there's a lot of people out there hoping that she finds love too. So yep. I'm not sure if this will be. I it wouldn't surprise me if she did die. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think for sure, I think it's going to be Jorah, Grey Worm, and Theon for sure. I yep. think. Well, and here's then, the thing. Like, none mean, of us Brienne, should be shocked when anybody dies. I feel like no one should be shocked if anyone dies. Like, I'm prepared for anyone to die next right. week. Heck, you can even have Danny die, you yeah. know, and then she'd be, you know, another, just another cog in the Knights, Knights King's thing. Like, you're like, oh my God, what happens? Yeah. Uh, he he uh, also said that Danny and, and Jon Snow would be on opposite sides at the end. You think, what would do that? I think if he, if he, if, if Danny were to kill Sam. Well, I was saying like let's say, let's say Danny is on a dragon and she falls off, or the da- dragon dies, and and she somehow gets taken and she becomes an undead or you know White Walker. You could see that happening, and then him being resurrected from the Lord of Light and possibly being the prince that's promised, he's fulfilling his destiny to to end it all, uh, and it would make sense it for is her your to destiny. Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, join me is the only way. Uh, it's my density. Something, density. <laughs> something dark side. 
something, something <laughs> complete. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I even liked it. He's he, he's picking up on the same thing I'm picking up about the writing or the acting with uh, with Danny and the uh, Sansa not really knowing. Uh, you know, are, are they just being against each other? What's up with this petty uncertainty and paranoia? It, it, it just doesn't come across well on screen. I don't I think it's an acting thing. I think it is a writing thing. I, I think. And we've seen it before, where it's we it's our you know our oft used term lazy writing, um, but you know well, it, I, I think you could say it's a victim of that situation. It's the same thing as with uh, with uh, oh I forget his name, Littlefinger last season. I'm sure on paper it looked good <laughs> the way uh, Arya and Sansa were setting it up to trap him so that they could kill him, but on screen I just felt that that came across horrible uh, with them kind of. It, the way it looked on screen of them trying to be against each other in order to lure Littlefinger to try to bait one of the two to get against each other. And I just never felt it came across well. I think that we're kind of suffering from that right now as well. Well, this is you're a Littlefinger fan, boy. So I, feel I like am a Littlefinger fan. He played gonna, the best You were going to be bent out of shape no matter how that one went down. Now, going back to Littlefinger, did he ever put anything in Sansa's head that in either in the books or in, we, I, I'm not remembering well, about Danny that not to trust her. Well, I think she, it's fair. They, well, in the books, they're still in the eerie with uh, the okay. Sansa. So, it, it, was there any time in the show? I'm just trying to remember why this whole was there a time where he said you can't trust her because she doesn't trust her. Well, I think that's fair to for to Sansa though. I mean, you, this is an outsider. Yeah, um, she's been through a lot. Uh, yes. she has every reason not to trust people. So I don't think it's out of character for her not to trust them. I'm I'm not on uh, Kyle's side or Nick's side in this. Like I I <laughs> I can see where you know you can find a complaint, but I feel like it all makes sense. I'm on I'm, Team Sansa. Uh, it's, I you know, I'm on Team Sansa as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's just that's just my perspective. Well, Nick's gonna have to call twice next week to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is uh, Rick and <laughs> and Nile. <laughs> yeah, I, I pay I pay in gold dragons, you know, for all the uh, the, the voice messages and emails that agree with me. We've got uh, several calls for Michael. Two are going to be uh, before what happens in the book, and then the last one is going to happen uh, in what happens in the book stays in the book. But let's do the first uh, call here from Michael. Okay. Hello, Jay, Jack, and Nick. Uh, this is Michael calling from Los Angeles. Uh, second call for this second episode. Um, I just wanted to say that I I may be in the minority on this, but I thought that these first two episodes were a bit disappointing looking back. <laughs> I think that um, some interesting things happen, some poignant moments happen, but overall, I think... When people rewatch this series, they're not going to get excited about these two episodes. And, and I think it's because they know that the rest of the series is going to be bloody and there's going to be death, and a lot of the loved characters are going to die. I get that. But this, this second episode, I feel like, could have really been better. I thought the first one could have been better, and now, having seen both of them, I just wish that they had coalesced elements of these two episodes into one and then given us a little bit more you know like send out a scouting party with john and a few others and go find the white walkers and you know spy on them or you know i mean like 
show us something else. Show, like, characters battling, you know, and, you know, preparing for the war ahead a little bit more. I just, like, I, there weren't enough memorable moments for me. You know, like, Brienne of Tars getting knighted and Tormund being hilarious. Uh, <laughs> John tells Danny. To me, those are the highlights of this episode. And, and I think it's going to go down as one of the forgettable ones. And people are going to talk about the other episodes of this season. Hello, J-Jack and Nick. It is Michael once more from Los Angeles. Um, I may not make it for this week for episode two, um, but it's, it's fine. It's not super time sensitive. Um, I actually have a feeling you're going to say this. One of you will say this, probably Nick. Um, but I just thought that there was a phrase that was really interesting. Um, I think, I believe it was Sansa that said it to Daenerys when they had their little meeting a little girls club tea time she said uh men do you know stupid things for love or stupid things for women or something like that stupid things for women i believe was the phrase which is sort of an underlying theme that you could point to throughout game of thrones um whether it's rob choosing to wed someone that isn't a walder Frey descendant or um Rhaegar being with um, uh, the Stark woman. I cannot think of her name. Anyways, uh, there's a lot of examples of this. You know, there's uh, Littlefinger doing crazy things. There's uh, Lysa Aaron doing crazy. I mean, that's a woman. But anyway, there's just a lot of examples of men doing stupid things for women, and it comes back to haunt them or bite them. And I thought that was a very, like, interesting phrase, like a very meaningful phrase in that moment. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for doing your podcast. I love it. Keep it up. All right. Uh, Michael, uh, again, Nick, you couldn't just, you, you, I feel like you have I, enough. After all three of these calls, I think we need to change the title of the uh, show from Game of Thrones podcast with Nick and the two other guys. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I have a lot of faith in our <laughs> listeners now. That, uh, you, know, you, didn't, you didn't have it before? Listen. Oh no! I mean, that my faith in them has been restored. That they like the Nick picks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're bitter. They're bitter like me. <laughs> a lot of mopey faces today in Game of Thrones, right? The Game of Thrones world. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree. Uh, I thought that as well. That the first two episodes probably could have benefited from combining them into one, uh, and then just have something a bit more than than what we got because they are a bit forgettable in some ways. And like I said, like a lot of the characters have been reduced to fourth or fifth wheels. I mean, you haven't hardly seen any of Davos or Varys or some of these other characters that are usually there for advice, and they're just going with the more main characters. And that's what I'm saying is it worries me about they're getting just like, oh, let's just get to the meat and potatoes of these episodes and get through to the end of the series. And it's like, well, we want to see all these characters, not just Danny and John. So it's so it's safe to say you're not on board with people saying this is the greatest episode in Game of Thrones history. I don't think anyone has said that. I've seen it. <laughs> I've absolutely seen it's on our message. It's on our Facebook page. No, it was a good episode, especially coming from the first one. The first one I I've gave, seen like, it on. Tw- I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it everywhere. I'm like going. I thought it was a good episode, but I would never not said the greatest of all time. No, not the greatest of all time. No, it's probably like a seven out of ten. Uh, it. There's definitely had some really good scenes. I mean, the Brienne getting knighted was a great scene. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, but like I said, it just it had some little 
bits of it that felt like filler. Uh, and some of the lines were not as cheesy as they were in the first episode, but it's, 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 it's it does what it's supposed to do. Well, I, you know, um, uh, also guest on this episode is Jack's chair. Um, <laughs> and fan. Uh, and I didn't know fan. that wasn't my body. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, but I do see the, the critique there that, you know, especially if ne- next week's episode is the only uh, episode we get of kind of the White Walkers, I feel like there could have been more there. Um, I know we got like a quick flashback on how the Night King became the Night King, um, but I feel like there was, uh, if that's it, I feel like there was more to get, but maybe that's just me. So so maybe have a longer first episode where you have like a, maybe an hour and 20 minutes where you combine the first two episodes. Yeah, or you and, know, and, and then have the second and third episode being the the the, the battle of the White. Or Walkers. have we already had enough tussles with the White Walkers to have one last big one? I mean, is that fine? I mean, I don't know. I'm cool with it. Well, you only again, you only have six episodes left. I mean, four yeah. episodes left, so it, it's it is what it is at this point. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, to your calls. Uh, you can give us a call at 385-309-0311. Call anytime, Nick. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are different numbers, by the way. So uh, unless Nick has a bunch of burner phones that well, we don't know Well, uh, as you see, Nick has been traveling. <laughs> it's true. I, just, I don't want to say that's a coincidence or not, but uh... coincidence? I think not. Anyway, uh, Nick, it is now time for the last segment of the episode. What happens in the book stays in the book. We also have a phone call, also from Michael, uh, from Los Angeles, which is where yep. you were. Hmm. Um, huh. but, How convenient. Uh, so we have one more from Michael after this? Yeah. Well, it's a book-related question, so I wanted to throw it in here. Just so in you're, you're, you're acting like you're shocked, book. Nick. I'm shocked. <laughs> oh, we got another call? Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so if you don't, if you have not read the books or you might find the books to be spoilery in some way, even though the show has been way more spoilery for book readers possibly than than the book has for show watchers at this point, still, you can uh, skip ahead to the end of the episode or just stop listening if you want to. Um, but uh, Nick, take it away. Yeah. Most of these things now are just things that are within the books that are brought up in hindsight, but you know, they're not, it's nothing spoilery though. So the, the first one is a little small one with, uh, with Tormund. And um, when he's telling his, how he got his name, uh, it is true to the book and that he drank from a giant's bosoms. And that's how he's always claimed that he's so big and so strong. But, uh, in the books, he actually cut open the female giant's stomach and emerged from her, to make her think that she was pregnant with him. Oh. Uh, and so a lot of people called him Giant's Babe, not Giant's Bane. Huh. And uh, it's such a little, just a little difference uh, in things that happen. Uh, and also it's not I didn't need that image before. in my head, so I'm glad they didn't go with it. But thanks for putting that there, Nick. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not confirmed because a lot of times in the books it's more hearsay. So people yeah, like a legend kind of reason thing. why they call him that's because of this. It's a legend, yes, because he's never actually said it. It's more like, you know, some other wildling or somebody from Night's Watch is saying, oh, he's called that because of this. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Nick, when you were reading that part in the book, did you go, oh, come on. She wouldn't feel him cutting her open oh, and climbing did. in. You, you didn't say – did you say that, Nick? Of course I did. All right, then. That makes me feel better. <laughs> But they are supposed to be huge and, you know, not that sharp, so. Okay. Uh, and then the, the second one, 
I wanted to get into was just the song, the Jenny of Old Stones, because there actually is a neat little, even with the show title, with being a Night of the Seven Kingdoms, which references the the, uh, the prequel uh, novellas. It's the same as with Jenny of Old Stones. So uh, they had to add some lyrics to it uh, for the show, and uh, Florence and the Machine is the one who does the cover at the end, which is yes. really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jenny of Old Stones was kind of like a hippie, and, and the only way we can picture it is that she was a, uh, a free spirit who wore flowers in her hair, and she claimed that she was a descendant of the first men, so the first men that arrived on Westeros. Mm-hmm. And this is happening around 239 after Aegon's conquest, so mm, roughly 70 years before the current time we're in. Mm-hmm. And uh, she seduced or... or not seduced, but Duncan Targaryen, who was uh, from the Duncan Egg Tales. Uh, not sorry. So Aegon Targaryen, who they called Egg, his firstborn, he named Duncan Targaryen after Sir Duncan the Tall, who was his personal uh, bodyguard. You know this entire all the stories. You know he's part of the uh, the King's Guard. So he named his first son after his friend. This all this time. Well. Duncan Targaryen fell in love with Jenny of Old Stones, but because she wasn't a Targaryen, uh, he had to renounce his throne uh, or his his claim to the throne. So he was always known from that point on as the Prince of Dragonflies because he's a hippie now, along with Jenny of Old Stones. Uh, so that's just one of those weird things. So you kind of wonder if there's a mirroring there of people renouncing for love mm-hmm. um, with with a song. And then what ends up happening later on in 259, so roughly 20 years later, both King Aegon V, Prince Duncan, and Sir Duncan the Tall all die in Summer Summerhall. It's a tragedy of Summerhall. They were burned alive. No one really knows why they burned alive, other than Aegon V, the king, was obsessed with bringing dragons back to the Targaryen name. And so they don't know if maybe they were heating the eggs too much or were they experimenting with wildfire? You don't know. But within the song, the lyrics are saying Ginny dances with her ghost kings. So like she clearly survived and it's just things like that. Just like the hippie, possibly witch. You don't know if she was a hippie or a witch or some kind of sorceress. You know, did she kill all these men? But either way, she's dancing with all of her kings. And that's just, just something neat to go along with the song if you want if you were anyone out there was curious about the song. Oh, very right. nice. Cool. It was very popular, especially the Florence and Machine uh, cover at the end. Um, so very nice. Uh, well, let's do this call here again from Michael, aka Nick. Um, <laughs> some bonus content, uh, but we'll we'll let uh, Nick take it away here. Hi, Jay, Jack, and other guy. Uh, just kidding. Actually, Nick, you're the best part of your podcast, so <laughs> good on you. Um, I had a couple of non-episode-related questions I figured I would ask uh, a few days removed from the premiere episode. So my question for you, Nick, I don't know if you've ever dr- addressed this before, but I'm curious to know, are there any characters um, that you, you know, read in the books that are vastly different or notably different from their on-screen counterparts, you know, maybe because 
you pictured them differently when you read the books or maybe because the way that they're described is just so different than how they're portrayed on the show. Um, I'd be curious to know that. And then sort of a subset of that question is, are there any characters that, aside from, like, um, Lady Catelyn's ghost thing, uh, I forget what it Based is. Based on her. Uh, besides her, are there any characters that are not in the book that um, you wish, or sorry, that in the book, not in the mo- not in the show, that you'd like to see, that you wish were represented on screen uh, that you'd want to see, that sort of thing. And then um, last question here. Have you ever read Wheel of Time? Um, oh, I my God. To Someone just recommended this to office, me. And I asked him if he watches you know, Game of Thrones, and he said no. He said he hated it. He said he preferred Wheel of Time. Um, so just curious if uh, if you've ever heard about that, ever been interested in that. It's a book by Robert Jordan. Yeah. Uh, thank you for doing the podcast. All right. Uh, so, Nick, since this is your fan, um, not you. I have not read that book. Someone did recommend it to me recently, as well as another one, some, something wind or wind of something i have to email that person and ask them about it but yeah i'll look into it uh i agree i was we were all robbed of lady stoneheart which is a really great character so far uh which was the zombie version of caitlin stark uh cold hands which ends up being you know the uh brandon uh stark who was guarding them up beyond the wall. Like that is something that at first we weren't sure if we we're going to get in the show. And we did mm-hmm. as John Conning Connington. That is another story with another supposed Targaryen that's over in Essos and they're trying to meet up with Danny and, and then they land in Westeros to start another front to claim to be claim the iron throne. Like there's a lot of sub stories that are in the books that have never seen the light of day. There's a, another story uh, of a uh, adorned prince that goes to try to woo Danny and he tries to steal a dragon. Uh, this is a really interesting story. Uh, there is a uh, strong, uh, what's his name? He's one, it's like, there's Grey Worm and then there's another one. It's like strong, I can't remember. It's like, there's the B. Like, it's been almost a decade now, shockingly, since I've read these books, and I just kind of have to remember from time to time. And you put me on the spot, but I mean, there's <laughs> lots of interesting things that happen that and little stories that have been just completely taken out. The same as with Lord of the Rings; like, there's just not enough time to to cover them all. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about shows is, is that you might have a mental image of that person, but as soon as you see them on a show, that's all you can think about from that point on. Is oh, okay, that's what they look like. And you start to forget what your mental image of that person was. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Other than saying you're the best part of the show, so. Yeah. Well, you know, at least someone likes me. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm just Nick, the other guy. I'm just the you other are guy. the best part of the yeah. show. Without you, this show would not be possible. Much like our patrons, without you, this show would not be possible. Um, it, it is true. All right. Well, that will do it. Uh, and uh, thank you, Nick, for being here uh, this week. You know, on the road, going to your your new home uh, in Colorado. Uh, and uh, so next week, uh, you don't know for sure if you're going to be here or not. So we may have a sub in for you next week. 
I don't. I mean, this week was the one I was really worried about. So if I can make it or not. I think next week I'm supposed to be getting internet at my new place on Sunday. Okay. So hopefully I can watch the episode and. Fingers crossed, then, because I feel like this next week would be one to really be sad to not have you be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Again, did we, I can't believe did we have did we have all the all the people calling in claiming to be Nick fans. There's no one in Colorado in that area that we could. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. Bring yeah. bring Nick in for a night just to watch the. He promises not to nitpick as the show is going on, if that's what you're worried about. Uh, hi, my last name is Bolton. I would love to have Nick at my house. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have uh, sausages and. Uh... <laughs> oh man! Well, I'm a vegetarian. Uh, I'll pass. Uh, hopefully, everything works out with the internet, and uh, we'll be a full crew next week uh, for the batter of battle of Wintel Wintel. Good lord. Winterfell. Battle uh, Winterfell. Uh, I haven't slept much. Uh, but anyway, uh, give us a call at 385-309-0311. Calling time. And uh, send an email to Game of Thrones Podcast at gmail. Gmail.com. Ooh, got a frog in my throat. All right, that will do it for this week's episode. We'll see you all next time. Hasta luego and goodbye. Bye. Bye.